Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. The Super Bowl is right around the corner, and if you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. From the game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to ways than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses again. That's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So, the good guys over there at the five, at least a couple of the guys over at the five, have decided to join us tonight for another breaking news, or our first, really, this is actually our first <coughs> breaking news broadcast. So, give it up for our guys from the five, Reggie Love and C Major. Along with Mr. Charlie Ward. Good to see everybody tonight. Uh, This was one of those times where we just couldn't resist the opportunity to to mash it up. And since we had already mashed it up earlier in the week, we figured we'd mash it up one more time and uh, go live tonight here on Believe in the ACC. uh, Have the five come over to the Believe in the ACC show this time. So there you go. Uh, but we have to start out with the first breaking news that Charlie hit me on as soon as we started the broadcast, and that is Florida State is winning at the half. <laughs> so, would you like to, Charlie? Would you like to expound on your Seminoles and what they've done so far? Uh, yeah, uh, they're playing really, really well. They've been off for like uh, a long time uh, because of some false positives. That was. Uh, you know, recorded, and so they missed a uh, couple of games, uh, which you know Duke was actually in town to play the game, uh, and then they ended up having to cancel it. Uh, but came up false positives, and they guys have been the guys have been sitting at the house uh, frustrated uh, because they didn't know why they need to be sitting at the house when they're false positives and everyone's feeling good, but it went through the protocols and it may be a little personal as well because NC State asked Florida State um, to take an extra test this week. Really? Uh, so uh, so uh, hopefully this game gets out of hand and I think the have played like they've been disrespected as well. Um, so uh, I'm just saying. Uh, Charlie, it sounds like you're feeling a little disrespected as well. Like you feel you're feeling a way about what happened with this. Uh, I I am. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. Man, I mean, you, you show up and play. Everybody got the same protocols, you know, with this deal. And for you to ask a, a team to take an extra uh, test when. You know, they've been taking – everybody been taking tests like three times a week during the season. Yeah. If you want to take another test, you know, 
to me, that's just you know disrespectful to the process. Like uh, like we don't have like we don't have the same procedures and protocols in place. And so I'm just like uh, you know no mercy. Um, you know if if your team gonna show up and play, show up and play. Don't be asking asking to do extra. Right. So this really it's is breaking like, news. Charlie Ward is feeling <laughs> away about this game and wants his Seminoles to break out the whooping stick. <laughs> they doing right now. It's fifty-seven thirty-two. Looks like they they on their way. They doing they, 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 And by the way, Florida State is a solid squad too. So they, I mean, they they they're one of those teams that you don't really like. I think they're good. They look like they are good. And it looked like they're going to make a run, but because of all the stuff that's been going on with COVID, we don't. It's hard to know for sure. But they look like one of those teams that could be uh, in it in the end. You know that you're going to be talking about at the end of the season. So, uh, man, okay, Charlie, I, I understand you. You you said that with your chest, bro. I understand. <laughs> I mean, you know, NC State is missing one of their best players, Manny Bates, uh, big six eleven, I think, kid. Uh, he has an ankle injury or, so, or something like that. Um, but as I, as I said before, you play, you know, you play the guys that's up, that's, that's on the court, and you know whoever it is, you, you play it the same way. One thing I do know about the Seminoles is they're gonna play the same way every single night. They're gonna defend and they're gonna share the basketball and they're gonna play a lot of guys. All right. So you're 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 very happy with what the results has, and hoping for more in the end is what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I want to be clear about what I'm hearing in this message. Uh, most definitely. Okay. Excuses, <laughs> <laughs> man. Just show up and play. Well, it's been a, a topsy turvy uh, uh, year in college basketball and really all sports in general. Uh, the Pittsburgh and uh, Georgia Tech game was. Uh, canceled today, so they will not be playing. And Notre Dame and Virginia were able to get going, so that was good. Virginia got the victory on that one. Although Notre Dame's basketball team is not very good, so it was I wasn't a big of a shocker. And of course, my Cardinals, who are eight and one, they will be playing. Huh? They playing next. They play next. They play next against Wake Forest, so that should be an interesting one on the road. So that'll be. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But outside of that, it's a weird ACC year because it's not really <coughs> a lot of things to go back and forth with. So we decided to mash it up a little bit. And we got Reggie Love and C Major joining us tonight. And we have other breaking news that is not as important to Charlie, but for the rest of us in the world, it's pretty important. Uh, NBA news, uh, James Harden is going to the Brooklyn Nets, and that is the news. And so for those who missed that last night, let me set the stage for you. Uh, last night uh, in the second of a kind of a like a back-to-back, if you will, uh, the Lakers, the, the Houston had played at L.A. for the first one, and then L.A. went to Houston and played last night. And uh, the same result, they got dominated on the basketball court. It was not even – a very close game. In fact, there were moments that were somewhat embarrassing. I'm looking at you, uh, LeBron James, shooting threes and turning your back to the three before it, sees the, before it ever hits the net. Uh, so it was an interesting game. 
Huh? You know where it, so you know where he got that from, right? It doesn't matter where he got it from. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who was that guy? Hey, what's his name? Stephen Wardell Curry. Uh, uh, you, you know, this this guy and his fandom <laughs> towards the uh, Golden State Warriors saying. is unmatched. I'm telling you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, as we move forward, uh, but that isn't the story. The story was the end of the game and James Harden's comments that seemed to be rather random at the time. We now know why he made the comments, but he said, we're just not good. We're not good at all. We're not going to be good. Um, and, uh, you know, I've done everything I can for this city. But that's about it. Thanks. And got up and walked out of the press conference. To which John Wall replied, bruh, you ready to throw us all away after nine games? So at that point, you kind of knew going into the day that mm, something must be up. Because they're awfully, everybody's talking awful reckless right now. And then when DeMarcus Cousins came to the press conference today and doubled down saying, uh, and I quote, the disrespect started long before last night. You kind of felt like, okay, so by the end of, and by the way, the coach asked uh James Harden to stay home today. So you kind of felt like, okay, something was going to go down. And sure enough, the Brooklyn Nets, who are are dealing with their own issues, decided to go and get James Harden. So let's break down this trade a little bit so that everybody understands. And I want to get your uh, can I say can I say one thing? Before I break it down? Yeah, before you break it down. One okay. thing. Is it me or does Houston just look like have anybody ever seen that movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner? Uh I have. It's a really good movie. I like really that. good movie. Houston looked just like what Kevin Costner did. Everybody thought it was a terrible move. Then all of a sudden Kevin Costner got all his draft picks back plus all the players that he wanted. Well, it looks like exactly what Houston just did. They got all their draft big picks back and all the players they wanted from from years ago. Well, let's break it down for the people. Yeah, so they, I just want to say that. No, the Nets got James Harden. The Houston gave up Karis LeVert and a second rounder in tw- in 2023. So, you know. The Cavs got Jared Allen and Tarian Prince, which I can't wait to talk about that part of the deal. And Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Roden Keurigs, three Brooklyn first-round picks, four, uh, one from Milwaukee, which I don't uh, one of Milwaukee's first-round picks. And the more interesting part of the deal, four Brooklyn first-round swaps. So whatever pick they have, they get to swap it with the Brooklyn Nets. I'll tell you. I'll start it. Are you done? I'm yeah, sorry. I'm done. That's, 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 that's the whole deal. Okay, first thing is this. They probably should have gotten, gotten rid of James Harden a long time ago. Uh, one of the things I've been fighting and getting our guys, my basketball team, and I just got, you know, I think his name is John Gordon. Uh, he has a bus. He has a um, a book called The Energy Bus or something like that. And in there, it talks about the ener- energy vampire. And that is James Harden. Mm-hmm. He, he is right. a energy 
vampire. Just the way he came into camp, out of shape, late, all those different things. And he didn't want to be there from the jump. Wow. And so I would have been trying to get rid of him early on. I know they were probably doing, trying to do that because they saw it as well. And I know those guys on the team are happy. Oh, they look oh, happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they were relieved to be able to say something. If you listen to the DeMarcus Cousins press conference today, it was like a weight was being lifted off his shoulders. He was so glad to be able to say something because he's been – you know, DeMarcus is a vocal dude. And so he to, to not be able to say what he really wanted to say uh, was probably killing him. So today was a beautiful day for him. The first four games that Houston played, they played without James Harden, correct? They did. They did. Was they, didn't they go like three and one or something like that in the first four? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was a big relief, a big relief. And you're adding pieces that people who want to be there. Like, like Charlie said before, man, that one negative person in the locker room can tear a locker room up. It'll drain you. It will yeah. drain you, completely drain you. So. Add to your point, Reggie, if that one person is, quote, unquote, considered your best player yes. and he has that type of attitude, it drains the entire team. Yes, yes. You can live with a middle guy or a guy at the end of the bench because you can kind of cut him out real quick um, and kind of hush him up with playing time. But when your best players or player has that type of attitude, it just drains the whole group. And so that's the one thing I've been working with my guys is, you know, we can't, we got, we got to make sure the things that we print, mm -hmm. social media, the things that we say mm -hmm. are positive because when we start putting out things that may be divisive mm -hmm. and you say you don't mean it in some form or fashion, well, we're human. And when you're human, you, you say things. And then you start to act upon it in some form or fashion. I don't care how you try to shake it or anything. When we start saying things and put things out there, we're going to start acting that way. Yeah. Right. Ooh, for uh, Coach Silas, and he gets to actually coach now without all these headaches. Yeah. He gets to actually, you know, coach a team that actually wants to play. So I'm, I'm happy that you know, they can have a clean slate and he can actually, you know, do what he needs to do and everybody's there to, you know, come together and try to win some games. Well, that was the part for me that was the most disheartening. And mm -hmm. and and I hate that part that James Harden did that to him. And mm -hmm. I know it wasn't intentionally done. He was intentionally trying to hurt the black guy. But the reality is that's what you were doing. Right. You know what I mean? You were destroying this guy's career before it ever got started. You know what I mean? And that's not that's not really fair to him. Right. Uh, now, as we break down who got what, what do you guys think about where all the pieces landed? Uh, for Brooklyn, they now have their big three. For the Cavs, they got two, what I think are two incredible defensive players, and one in particular who I think is going to be really great in Jared Allen. I think Jared Allen's upside is incredibly high. Right. Um. Then, of course, you got um, – uh, the Pacers got Karis LeVert, who I think is a lot better than the, the than the opportunities that were presented to him in Houston. And then, of course, um, Houston's team is really interesting to me now mm -hmm. because if everybody can stay healthy, yes. 
that could be a pretty interesting mix, especially if Oladipo can get back to himself and Wall can get back. That's a lot of ifs. It's a lot of ifs. So in the immediate, they could be really competitive. But in the long term, man, they did themselves a great favor because they got a lot of they got a lot of stuff to build from. So what do you guys think about what what where, where all the pieces landed? I, I love I love um, you know that Levert Oladipo. I was wondering about that. I I was wondering could could Houston have kept Levert? With that being a you know he's a younger kid. You know Oladipo is coming out of the off injury. Would that work better for Houston rather than Indianapolis? I'm not saying, but I still love the Houston pieces. We're just talking about the Houston piece. You know, you could it be a playoff team? I mean, not saying they're going to win it or anything like that. Could they right. make, get that eight seed? I do. I do see in them if they can stay healthy, like you said, Lord. If they can stay healthy, you got a young kid. That was kid is playing pretty good. He's a double double guy out every day coming yeah. into the, in, in the place. You yeah. got John Walls who's really trying to get back, and you've seen some some flashes of the old John Wall is starting to starting to mix into the scene right about now. Along with with Boogie, if, you know, you're going to limit Boogie minutes because you know he's coming off a double injury. Um, so you're talking about an ACL and Achilles. So you're dealing with that. But if he can play himself back into shape, and you still have those old old pieces like Gordon and. What's the guy to collect all the all the shoes on the team? There are a lot of rumors that they're trying to move him as well. Well, if you can bring something there and you have some middle ground pieces that you can fill in and you bring in Salas. Salas is a defensive coach coming from that Maverick system. So if you can fill in some pieces there and you can make a good, a decent run at an eight seed um, for the playoffs for Houston. Okay. Well, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, why aren't all head coaches a defensive coach? <laughs> why aren't all coaches a defensive coach? Oh, yeah. If you're gonna play, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a head coach, you need a defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, 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 that's like to be calling card. You're gonna need some offense as well. Mm -hmm. But at some point in time, you're gonna have to step up and play defense. And I know I'm just I'm just looking at the New York uh, the, the the Nets. Right. Okay. The Nets. I've been watching their scores, and they've been beating teams, or they've been losing the teams, and their scores have been really, really high. Okay? Right. Like one thirty-seven and one thirty-four. You know, it's been really, really high numbers. I know they're coming from Phoenix. Uh, you know, was uh, uh, Tony. D'Antoni is there. Uh, Steve Nash is the head coach. And, you know, that system, that's the way they, they do it. Um, and they believe in, you know, getting a lot of points. At some point, you got to have to stop guys. And you're going to come up against a team that does play defense. And, you know, they're going to be able to get stops. And you're going to only go, go so far. And so I don't know if uh, the Nets have – you know, I think they, they've helped themselves in one area. If they can get Kyrie, uh, you know, straight. Uh, but, you know, who's going to who's gonna step up and play defense when you need it? Hey, Charlie, yeah, like you help me on this one. When it comes to the playoffs, when they grind it a little bit, aren't you going to have to go maybe seven, eight on the bench that's going to have to come in and put in minutes? 
So I'm trying to figure out how are the Nets going to work that out since you really gave a big, a big nucleus of your bench. You traded them away. So, which can you come in with the, on that for me? Uh, well, that, I, I, like I said, I think they're they're banking on their big three uh, being healthy the whole year, and they're going with this model that everyone else is kind of going with, uh, which is if I got my top three players who are great all stars, then I can fill in the back end of the bench with some fillers. You know, they, I think they got Joe Harris. I think he's still there. Who's a shooter. Who's a space to floor guy. Uh, so if you want to double me, you know, you got to, he keeps you honest. Uh, and I'm sure they got some other guys that set screens. Yes. I, I know we're up 30. He <laughs> uh, set screens uh, and do, you know, do the dirty work. Don't mind. Not having, you know, the option to uh, have the ball in your hands all the time. You, you're that guy. And so if they can find, you know, some of the back end players that may not, you know, be some fillers to play a role, they can get it done. Um, you know, but it's going to take a collective group. Uh, the only thing about that is, you know, a, a buddy of mine who coaches in the NBA. He said one of the things when he's doing and when he's substituting his 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 uh his players, he always tries to keep two of his best players on the floor at all times. Right. And so, you know, if you're gonna do that, then that means that you're gonna extend some guys' minutes uh two of your best players. And if one of them's not there, right. Well now you're talking about uh Durant and Harden playing, you know, more minutes. Um, unless you're going to try to steal some minutes from, you know, some of the other guys who may be on the floor as well. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, some teams can get away with it, but you're going to run into a Lakers team that has what they have. Um, you know, the top tier teams are going to have the same firepower. Mm -hmm. They're going to have guys that, you know, is going to get it done as well. Well, my thing is the Brooklyn Nets gave up a lot of their size to mm -hmm. try to compete with, uh, you know, the Lakers and all the teams that have size. They gave up, you know, Jared Allen, who I think he was a key piece because he's a you know, key defensive piece and also you no know, offensive putbacks and different things like that. So I think on that end, they're going to hurt. They're going to, you know, you know, like you said, defense is going to be really big for them because, you know, they're banking on you know, Harden and Durant and Kyrie to get 30 apiece to, to be able to you know, counteract that, and that's not going to happen. But I feel, like, I feel like Karis LeVert, I wish he would have stayed in Houston because I think he would have been you know, a nice piece for you no know, Wall and you no know, Woods to be able to play off each other. Because um, you know, I'm not sure about Oladipo. He's always injury prone. Yeah. I just don't – I'm just not – too keen on him staying, you know, healthy. But um, I feel like, you know, Houston can come together and, and be a good team. Brooklyn, they have all their eggs in one basket. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, they're going to blow it up again, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll tell you this, guys, I, I don't love the trade. 
After I've had time to think about it, I don't I don't love what I love what Houston got. I think Houston did fantastic. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, they did fantastic. Yeah, but I don't love it for Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't love it for Brooklyn. And and I'm gonna tell you why. Number one, I, I'm with you, Charlie. I've never understood how you can call yourself an NBA coach and don't coach both sides of the court. That does that has never made sense to me. Like, so I don't get that. And I just don't think a high-scoring offense that only does high-scoring offense and don't play any defense is ever going to win a title. I just don't believe that that's ever going to happen. Um, and and so when you give up two pieces like they gave up in Jared Allen and Tarian Prince, I well, okay, so what do you – so who's going to play defense? Because you now are – you now have a liability in your, in your backcourt because neither one of these guys are great defenders, neither one of them. And so – and you don't have anybody to protect your backside. Uh, is DeAndre Jordan still there? He is, but, but, but I'm going to tell you something. He is not playing like the DeAndre Jordan of the Clippers. Well, maybe maybe, maybe they're, they're banking on him to come back uh, to the DeAndre Jordan that played with the Clippers. Maybe they're going to give him some more minutes. I don't know. Well, hey, Lord, I, can you put this up? I've said it first. Okay, go ahead. Brooklyn is the is the old Houston. Ooh. Yeah, well, I mean, they got all the people there. If, if you think about it, they have no draft picks no more. Mm. They got superstars. They're just up, right. Yeah. And you look at the whole chemistry. And who's in who's in Brooklyn from Houston? D'Antoni. Yeah. Brooklyn is and, and like like Charlie said, they not the defense in is gonna hurt. Who defense hurt has been hurting in the last three years? Houston. Houston. <laughs> Dan Tony. Where does Dan Tony come from? Like what coaching trees he come out of? His dad was a European player. Yeah. So yeah. So his what? Said again. His dad. His dad was a European player. Yeah. So he's more of a European uh, style. That explains coach. it. That explains it. But okay. the crazy thing about it, all of this is the year. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he was the defensive coach, and they actually had a solid defense that year. They got rid of the man the next year. One assistant coach that he had. The assistant coach they had. Wow. He was a defensive coach. Um, I, I see his face, but I can't remember his name. But he's not he's a Brooklyn. Coach. No, he's not in Brooklyn. You asked if he was in Brooklyn? No, no, I'm asking you who's, what 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 uh, coach are you talking about that was there? Uh, he was, uh, I, I'm drawing, I don't know his name. I mean, I'm forgetting his name. I'm saying, I'm saying the team, was it with Brooklyn or was it with Houston? Oh, it's with Houston. I'm oh, sorry. he's an older guy. I know you're talking about. Who was the older guy? When D'Antoni was there. Yeah. The, the one and a half years or whatever it was they had with him. With Chris Paul was there. Coordinator, yeah. They actually had a solid defense. And – Guys were playing, looking to play defense more. And then all of a sudden, the next year, he wasn't there. And so – I'm going to find out who that is because you're right. What happened to that guy? It was um, – C. Biz, Jeff Bizdelic? Yeah, him. Yeah, Bizdelic, yeah. Yes. 
And, he, and, they, and they let him go for whatever reason. Yes, they let yeah. him go. Yeah. I, I think I just think it's gonna be a disaster. I really do. I, I and and that brings us to the next question that we had about, and I'll let you guys fill in the blank. Cause I didn't know I, I kept thinking how how do I put this as a question? And I don't know how to put this as a question. So I'll let you guys fill in the blank as you see fit. Kyrie is and you fill in the blank. A box of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> You never know what you're gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get, man. Even if they have the, even if it has the name up, up on the on the, on the outside of the box, right? It could say dark chocolate, it could say. but when you open it up, there's a chance coconut could be in there. We don't really know. Yeah, don't really know. This is wrapped in different. Uh, think. Can we get Kyrie to stand up and say, man, what is going on? Um, so that I mean, I mean, I'm sure the people around him know what's going on, right? And I pray that whatever's going on is is fixable, right? Right. Uh, you know, meaning that there's nothing psychological, nothing physical with the family or those types of things. Uh, because I'm I'm I was just sitting there thinking before the guy left, he had like thirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, before he went missing, you know, for the for this for this deal, he had thirty. Sorry, that is the one thing about this whole thing with him that is so mind-boggling, boggling, frustrating. Because when he's on, when he's between the lines and locked in, he is maybe the most brilliant young point guard in the game, not named Steph Curry. Really. I mean, he's just brilliant. The things that he can do on the basketball court are brilliant offensively Right. when he's locked in. But then he leaves the game. And then you don't know. He, he might show up. He might not. Right. He might sage the building. He might not. He, he may show up in Toronto at a party. He might. You don't know. Reports are out that he was literally on a Zoom conference call endorsing a mayoral candidate last night. Yes. While his team was playing their game. Huh? Yes, I saw that. I saw that. They showed the Zoom picture. Yeah. He was on a Zoom conference call endorsing a mayoral candidate from some somewhere. I don't even know where it was from. But he was on that conference call endorsing that candidate while his team was playing the game. Well, Tempo. I mean, go ahead, Charlie. He's not physically. There's nothing physically wrong with him. He just he's there's nothing wrong with him. He's home, uh, taking care of personal some personal business. Now, what personal business we don't know. That's the speculation. We just don't know what it is. Uh, but if you're gonna be on personal leave, okay, you gotta be smart. Right. Okay? You can't put yourself out there like that. That is just bad, you know, because people are going to make their own assumption about whatever it is you're doing or going through. But for you to be on a Zoom call while your team is playing, that just is not that, that's just not a good look, even if your thing is legit. It, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It seems to me sometimes I question – and I hate to question somebody, but his his commitment to basketball. 
And the reason why I say that is right before the bubble, you know, all the guys said, hey, we want to play. We're going to come together. We're going to do this. You know, we're going to do this and we're going to have the NBA justice. We're going to do. And Kyrie figures out a way to say, hmm, I'm not going to play because this, this, and this. And I'm like, what? And Which then, was crazy about that, Reggie, is he wasn't going to play anyway because he was hurt. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it just, and it blows my mind. Like like you said, he'll play and be brilliant. Then he'll figure a way to say, you know what? I don't want to play the next three games. For, for person, even like you said, Charlie, you got to be smart about this. If you're going to say I'm out for personal reasons, don't be caught in the club or not in the club or at a party with no mask on, dancing. And then you're on a Zoom call. I'm like, dude, if you're out for personal reason, no matter what it is, I don't want to assume, like Charlie said, I'm not saying that he's not, but at least be at home. Be with family. You know, that's what I don't understand about him. Well, Reggie, he was with family. They were on the dance floor. There was his father, <laughs> there was his sister, right. and they were all on the dance floor at the birthday party, partying together. Right. <laughs> what I don't understand about him, what I don't understand about Kyrie is this. And Chad, I want you to jump in here after this. If you don't really want to play basketball, if you have other interests, that's okay. Like, if you really felt that you needed to be at this Zoom call endorsing this mayoral candidate and using your celebrity to help this guy get elected or girl get elected, that's totally okay. Do that. But don't mix that with professional basketball. Mm -hmm. Because you get, because when you have a job in the NBA, People expect you to, guess what, do your job, especially when they're paying you $35 million. I know, that's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, so go do your job. You can do all the activism you want, man. As a matter of fact, here's my biggest frustration with him. I think he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. I really do. I just think he's, a, he's also an entitled guy mm -hmm. that thinks he does not, that the rules don't apply to him. And, and 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 I hate to make a snap judgment, but you're leaving me no choice because you're leaving a trail of evidence behind you. Right. So I don't know, Chad. What do you think about that? Yeah, the, the question is, I mean, well, the the thing is, we know Kyrie can play. We we know that. The mm -hmm. thing is, does he want to play? Does he want <laughs> to play? Yeah. Does he want to play? Because if you look at it like this, a lot of he already has a ring. So a lot of guys play for getting the ring. You already have a ring. So he may be thinking, I already have what, what, no, the chase. I already done the chase. I've already done that. And so, he's got his money. And he's got his money. But why would you be cheating a team and your teammates just retire? Right. Kyrie needs to retire. If you're going to be doing all this stuff, I mean, regardless, you no, know, you got personal things going on. Then take, take a leave of absence. Step away from the team. Retire. You could always come back. You've seen it before. But don't put everybody in a guessing game to figure out what you're going to do. Go ahead and take care of your personal business. Retire. Take a sabbatical, what have you. And just know, go about your business because everything that you're doing is in the public eye right now. So just oh, a black okay. eye on you and a black eye on the organization. No. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Charlie. I just want to help Kyrie out. Uh, there is something that you should do when you go out in public. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, man. For those, for those of you listening to my podcast, put your yeah, mask on, put his mask on, basically, and his hoodie on to let you know. Yeah. At least be discreet. <laughs> At minimum, have some level of discretion. Hey, let, let people have to figure out that that's your walk. All right. Let me ask you another this question. Should they trade? And by the way, Believe it or not, this is a Believe in the ACC show, and the, the five is here visiting us. And since Kyrie played at Duke, this still qualifies. Yeah. So there you go. Um, should they trade him? They won't. Or, they, or being rumors that they may, uh, it's not void. What is it called? Uh, nullify? Nullify, yeah. They're thinking about possibly waiving him, which would be an even bigger shocker. But they got their insurance now. Right. So they could do that. I mean, here's the problem with trade or anything you do with Curry. What? Okay, let's go down his 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 teams that he's been on. If you love scratchers from the Virginia Lottery, you'll really love the new Lucky Number Scratcher. Thirty-two chances to win five hundred thousand dollars plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit valottery.com. With yeah. Cleveland, after he won the title with Cleveland, what did he do? He wanted to get out, and he wanted to blame it on LeBron. He leaves Cleveland. Cleveland trades him, and he goes to Boston. What happened with Boston? He he acts up, and he wanted out of Boston, and he left the young the young the young fellas out, but the young fellas developed. Boston gets rid of him. He goes to to, to Brooklyn, and he's doing the same. Thing. It's a pattern with him. So as a team, you know what? You may get one year out of him, if that. What, I mean, would you, okay, do you say I'm going to take a chance on great talent or I'm not going to, or or I might get Kyrie? Uh, what, what, Kanye Irving. That's what Shannon Sharp called him today. Kanye Irving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a great comparison that is. Uh, what do you think, Chad? Uh, I would go to the big three and stop playing with the NBA, man. You need a guy to go to the big three. And, uh, I that's only a two month commitment, two and a half. Yeah, months. he he can active. He can be an activist ten other months out of the year. But I just I don't know who would. I mean, yes, he has basketball skill, but who would touch him? Though I don't. I just don't see anybody touching them because like what he said it's gonna be a pattern he's gonna get unhappy and you know want to go but what i, I want to know what kd is thinking about all this oh because well, no, he's he the one that he, chad that i think KD, he saw what he was thinking yeah because <laughs> like kd was minding his business winning championships and he was like man come on over here yeah come on over here we can party together kd had a good thing going so i want to know what he's thinking about this man I think you saw what he was thinking. That's why they made the deal they made today. Because they're like, we got to figure something out. Because let me tell you something. Yeah. And I, I believe this with my whole heart. And I still believe this. There was no way KD was going to finish the season playing like this. Having to carry a load like this. Yeah. Not coming off an Achilles injury. What? I'm sorry. That, and, and I'm still concerned that he's like, like what Charlie said, that he's carrying a lot more then they probably anticipated back-to-backs, uh, 35, 40 minutes a, a, a game. 
That's a lot, man. Coming off of Achilles injury, that is a lot. That is a lot. So I, I just think you saw what they were thinking today. They said, man, we got to get this dude some help so that Ke we can get Kevin's minutes back down to around 28 to 30 minutes. But what a I'm sorry, go ahead, Charlie. Uh, I was just going to say he did have 34, like 13 assists uh, the other night. <laughs> so yeah, I, was yeah. like, I don't know what, how many games, how many back to back games or how many games, but I know he's giving, he giving folks the business. No, he, listen, he can still be KD, but man, we still, we're only nine yeah. games in. We still got 62 games left. Right. I want to know what's the end game with Brooklyn? Are they saying to themselves and saying, hey, we can win a championship with this team? I think so. That's what you're saying with this trade. Yeah. I mean, but I just don't – I could be wrong, but I just don't see it. Like, you're thinking about the defensive philosophy of, of this team, and you don't know what you're going to get from Kyrie. The defensive philosophy means no defensive philosophy. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no defense. <laughs> the defensive philosophy means no defense. Because I was about to put the breaking news banner no, back. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> and, yeah. and you think about – Let's say Harden's not in any shape right now. He's not in any shape. That's true. Well, he's in the shape. <laughs> <laughs> just not the shape. He's just not the shape they want to be. He's right. definitely in the shape. So, and then you got Kyrie. And let's be honest. You said it made a good point. With KD, you got to limit his minutes or he's going to sit out some games here pretty soon. So who's going to carry him? And when you had LeVert, and what's the kid that just got hurt? Um, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. When you had LeVert and Dinwiddie and Allen, you can carry KD through those times when he's when he's hurt. You can still win some games with that. Right. Now, if, if you say, I'm going to sit KD out, do you truly think they can push without KD if KD said, you know what, I got to sit out KD for three games just to rest them? Well, let me ask you guys this question because you bring up a great point, Reggie. Last night they played and won with Allen, Prince, and all those guys, and, and KD. Right. Because there was defense and offense on both sides of the court. Yeah. And when KD went out, there was still defense to hold hold position and try to maybe maintain a lead or whatever it was. Now you really don't have a defense. And KD's got to come out of the game. Because that's your best defensive player right now. Hey. Father, like Charles Barkley said, Father Time is undefeated. You got these young, young, <laughs> these young Philadelphia 76ers and these young Orlando Magic. I'm just calling out the East. And you got these young teams running and coming off the bench running. I don't see it. I just don't see it. And I could be wrong. I just don't see it. 135 points a night is a lot of points. <laughs> Charlie, what do you say? The Sixers are going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, this NB kid, he is a different NB. I mean, he's, I'm sorry. He is different. Yeah. I'll say that. I mean, the guy looks like he's playing at a very, very high level right now. And I think he can contain that throughout the season. Right. Um, and he's coming to his own. I think Doc Rivers was probably the, was a good uh, fit for him. Mm -hmm. And also Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if he, he's confident in his jump shot, but the way he's playing, he's very complimentary to all the other guys that they have on the team. And, you know, 
They won the other night, 137, 134. I think it was like double overtime or overtime or something. But right. uh, I, I still think they have what it takes because of Embiid. Because he is a mismatch, you know, nightmare. Yeah. So you want to play, put a big guy on him, he'll pick and pop. And he's knocking down that shot. I mean, I saw him last, the other night, man. This was crazy. I mean, the man pump fake. A guy was in his face, still shot the jumper, and it hit nothing but the bottom of the net. And mm. I'm sitting there like, he's on, he's playing at a different level right now. Yeah. And if he can maintain that throughout, they were this close, you know, to getting uh, over the top against Toronto. Right. Um, you know, it might have been a couple years ago. Yeah. But they were this close. And now I think what they have, they, they've constructed a team to where they can compete for that Eastern Conference uh, championship. And they all those guys are kind of homegrown in yeah. some form of fashion. Yeah. I feel like, like what Charlie said, Philadelphia's going to be hard to beat. If Nets were trying to you know, compete with them, that size is going to kill the Nets. So you you got to get more size if you need a, another trade that you're going to facilitate to get more size. You definitely got to do that because the Philadelphia Sixers have size. They can shoot. They but have, what are you trading now? You don't have no picks. You ain't got no players. I mean. What do you – I mean, I think that's who what, they are. The Nets are probably not are not competing for a championship. They're competing for the East, and they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're not going to be the top seed and, in the East. And you talk about East, you still got not only Philadelphia, you got Boston, and you have Milwaukee that you got to go through. That's what I'm saying. They probably made this trade to to think that they're going to win the East, and they, they won't even probably do that. No, I, don't mean, I, I said it here first, and I could be wrong, so don't record it. But I don't even think they make the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, every show is recorded, Red, so you stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to that same point, I, I, I'm not going to argue with you against that because I, I think it's going to be a lot tougher road to hold than they think it is going to be. And then the one thing that we have not even touched yet, and it's the elephant in the room, the chemistry issues of 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 because the, there's only one basketball, and I, now KD is not going to be the problem, but Kyrie and James having to share a basketball, both having to stand around and watch each other dribble. <laughs> I, I, that's no. going to be must see TV. That is must see TV. But look, I'm saying I think KD might have an issue with it too. Oh, he will. But, but see, KD's, the, KD's not an, a, a true alpha. So okay, he'll step right. back and be angry about it. Right. And then in two years say, I'm going to another team. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. Kyrie and James yeah. are going to have real problems with one another right. on the court. And right. I'm here yeah. to watch all of it. <laughs> well, they may, yeah. may change. Yeah. You think, Charlie, you think it's not going to change, Charlie. Stop that. You just put a hood on the man a few minutes ago. Stop <laughs> that, Charlie. Well, you know hey, that's not going to change. So, can Steve Nash bring this together? Oh, this is a nightmare for a first-year coach. No, I, I, I don't think so. 
Uh, you got Dan Tony sitting there next to him. Oh yeah. And who loves James? Yeah, they kind of they kind of two peas in a pod in a sense. And I I don't think he is the right coach. I don't know him being a coach, but I don't know if he's the right coach to mix mix. I mean, match mix make these guys feel like you know what it's going to take to be a team team effort, uh, sharing the basketball. If they can do it, uh, they'll prove a lot of people wrong. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I don't think Steve may be coaching. I don't even think Steve is coaching. I think Dan Tony is coaching, and he, and he tells Steve what to do. Hey, I, th- hey, I think Kyrie Steve just they don't need a coach. Did you hear Kyrie yeah. say they don't need a coach? So that's Here's probably it. what's happening. <laughs> I, first of all, I love the, you three gentlemen so much, and I love your optimism. But now let's 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 deal, let's deal with a little realism. So you guys are telling me that a point guard who won two MVPs as a ball dominant point guard in Steve Nash is going to now change the mindset of a ball dominant MVP in James Harden to become a now team guy. He was a score. Uh, he was second. Scoring was his second thing. He wanted to get guys involved. Like he was a true point guard. I mean, he could score, but he was looking more to get facilitate help guys. No, I agree with that. But 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 he was ball dominant. He had the ball in his hands most nights for seventy percent of the time, eighty percent of the time. Yeah. So, but let me say this: now, he, he did go. He did play for D'Antoni, which is you know that type of system, ball mm-hmm. one man to dominate the ball type deal. But he did go and uh, uh, and get some coaching under Golden State. That's true. So, and so he kind of saw what ball movement, people movement, player movement, what it looks like uh, when you have that type of system in place as well. But the only issue that they have is they don't have those types of players. Right. The players that they have are all ball dominant. And so you're going to have a lot more one-on-one, set a screen, come off, guy switch, I'm going to go one-on-one, and then I'll make a play for somebody else if I get double teamed. And then sometimes even with that, you know, I'll make a play for somebody if I get, you know, something. You know, yeah. I just have to make the pass. Right. And then even with that, you know, I was watching KD the other night. Uh, you know, he came off and dribbled back, had a step back three-pointer. He made it. But I'm like, man, that's that's a tough shot. He can make it, but can you do that all the time against good defense? And by the way, there's two other guys out there on the basketball court right. that are just going to be standing around trying to figure out what to do. Like, they just going to be. <laughs> but, you know, I still feel this way. Y'all might think I'm crazy when I say this. I still feel this way. I still feel Brooklyn, all Brooklyn needed was KD. They had a great group of young players that were yeah. starting to play. You know, and they had a great bench. I'm not saying they had the team that would have won the championship. You had a piece here or there, and that ball-dominant person, you had something special going on there. And to me, you dismantled that good team. 
if KD would have gone there, now we're doing revisions history a little bit, but still, if KD would have gone there with D'Angelo Russell staying there, right? I would put that team in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would put that team in the Eastern Conference Finals because I think that team has all of the pieces now. Now you got Jared Allen, you got Tarion Prince, you got you got a, 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 a passing scoring point guard that has good balance in his game. Now you got, and then you have your superstar. Now I think you got something to work with. But I, I just didn't, I just, I never understood why the K, Kyrie K. I don't even understand that friendship. Like to me, they seem like two totally different guys. Right. So I don't see how that works. But I mean, it's fine. Whatever. People can be friends. Whoever they want. Um, this is the thing that uh, we may not know. Uh, they may know more. Um, about Kyrie's situation than we do. Right. And so they needed another guy. Right. Because they were planning on him really not what well, we've been talking about with Kyrie, you know, this box of chocolates. They, yeah. they don't know what they're going to get. Right. So they needed to make sure that right. they knew James Harden, uh, he, you know, he's going to be there. He plays every night. That part's true. Yeah. And now, you know, he's got, he has to get in shape. So hopefully while he's getting in shape, he doesn't get injured. Um, but they know they're going to get in James Harden. Um, and so they needed that second guy that they could depend on because they probably don't feel comfortable or confident that Kyrie is going to be there to be able to help them. I, I think that's the right way to go. I think that is the absolute right way to go. Those box of chocolates might turn into black licorice in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. All right, so uh, a major championship game. Um, none of us were right on Monday, although you and Charlie, uh, Chad, did get the, the the losing score. You both predicted that 24, so congratulations yeah. to both of you on that. Uh, Neither, I, I, I got close. I got close to the halftime score. You got close to the halftime score. That's exactly hey, right. I was close to it too. To the halftime. <laughs> yeah, I was nowhere near <laughs> in any way, was, form, or fashion. I was I, not I, expecting to score that many points, man. Was, yeah, that no, that was that was crazy. Uh, so now we head on to the uh, to the draft, and uh, man, some of the first mock drafts are out. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely highlight a few of the uh, ACC guys, but I'll go through the list as well. Uh, Jacksonville obviously is is probably going to take Trevor Lawrence, barring some complete brain meltdown by uh, what appears to be the soon coach to be Urban Meyer. It looks like he may take that position. I don't know. We'll see. When you go on the boat for your meeting, you normally – you know, there's a lot of weird things go on on boats. Just, just saying. Do you don't think he should take it? Yeah, I think he will take it. I mean, okay. like I said, they, they probably gave him some front front money uh, on the boat mm -hmm. uh, to secure <laughs> that he that he that he gets back oh, yeah. to come to Jacksonville. Don't take any more. Don't take any more interviews. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't go talk to anybody. I have a question. Have yeah. they said anything about are they doing anything different with pro days since the whole COVID thing? I, that's a great question. I have not heard anything. Have you heard anything, Charlie? No. I mean, pro day normally isn't until 
later anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what they're doing about the combine. Yeah. Uh, that's normally the first thing where people gather and do uh, interviews and those type of things at the combine. So I'm not right. sure how they're going to construct that. Um, it'll be a couple months before the pro days start to actually happen on campus. Um, and so by that time, I guess people are hoping that things have calmed down or gotten better to where yeah. they can at least have some form, even if it's not, you know, three people from an organization, if they limit the number of people at a, at a, I mean, at a pro day, um, it's in a representative or so for each team. So I don't know. That's what I was thinking combine, because as far as, you no, know, you never know without seeing what you're going to get, you know, as far as some of these other picks, like if, if something's going to sway either way as far as, you no know, out of the top 10, if you actually know what you're going to get. It's well, Chad, I'm glad you brought that up because this first draft, mock draft that we're looking at today is from Pro Football, um, um, what is it, Pro Football Network. And it's an interesting one because it says Jacksonville uh, will take Trevor Lawrence at number one. Carolina will take Justin Fields at number two, which I'm not sure why they would do that, but okay. Uh, why would Carolina – don't they have uh, Teddy Bridgewater? Just right, I don't – yeah. I didn't take a lot of money, but – Yeah, that would that, that would make any sense to me to take Justin Fields. Right? They said uh, trade, they, so they, they were projecting a trade. Well, they're projecting a trade to the Jets, but again, the Jet well, because the Jets have the number two pick. Oh, I see. So that's why I didn't understand why they said that. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would the Jets do that? Um, so I don't know, but that that was interesting. Uh then they have Panay Sewell with a projected trade from uh uh from Miami out of that. Hold on. Yeah. Why would the Jets trade uh, their number two pick? I can give you a reason why. Okay. They're probably trying to acquire more draft picks. So if you're going to try to acquire more draft picks, because you may feel comfortable or good with your quarterback, Sam Mm Ronald. And so there's really no need for you to uh, have be the second pick and choose a quarterback if you feel good about the guy that you already have there that can develop, has a new coach coming in, and so you may feel good about that position. So that's the reason why you would probably trade a number two pick so that you can acquire more draft picks because you probably need more players. And to your point, in this article with Pro Football Network, they did say (coughs) that in this mock draft, the Jets would get back two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a little more for the second pick. So, and you get Justin Fields, or or Carolina gets Justin Fields. So, I maybe I, I, but I don't know. To me, it'd be more advantageous. Well, you know what? You might be right, Charlie, because the Jets are so bad. <laughs> so saying, bad. You get yeah. more. What for one person on one pick? You can get more players, and it's and you need players. I mean, the Jets need players. Is Dustin Fields the guy for that spot, though? I, personally, I don't think Carolina is the right trade partner in this in this scenario. Right in that scenario, but personally, 
I think Justin Fields is a year or two years away from being a, a, a solid quarterback. Um, I think he has some tools, but I don't think he's had enough. I don't know. He still is. He's still maturing and growing at the position. I just said that. Carolina. I mean, they had Bridgewater, so he can sit behind Bridgewater a couple of years and then, you know, assume that that position. So. That 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 would be the thought process if that does happen with uh, with Carolina. That he would come in and sit behind uh, Teddy Bridgewater until his contract ended, or if Teddy's not playing well after a year or so, then they can give him an opportunity. And so it will be more, I mean, that's a lot to sit a guy, but he's a number two pick. Um, most times you want him to at least be in the mix. Uh, but I still think he just has a couple more years that he needs to develop um, as a quarterback to, to, to be the best Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I think that's a I, – I don't know – well, listen, if you're going to have somebody mentor you uh, or mentor Justin Fields, Teddy is as good as anybody. I, I think that's a great mentor. But I think the better trade partner, in my opinion, would be like a San Francisco because then you could trade Teddy to that team. And, man, that might be a good swap. You trade Teddy, get some picks as well. Get Justin Fields. Now you got your quarter. Now you solve two problems. If you're San Francisco, you got your quarterback going forward, and you you uh and you got um you know Carolina's got their quarterback and picks that they need or whatever. But uh Caleb Farley, Atlanta going to uh with the fourth pick, uh out of Virginia Tech, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech, uh who's very good, uh good size, good speed, uh. Zach Wilson, what do you think about Zach Wilson, uh, Charlie, as a quarterback, the quarterback from BYU? I like Zach Wilson. Um, he had a very good year this year, um, and he made good decisions with the football. Um, I don't know who I can compare him to, but uh, he, he has, you know, both he can run and he can also throw it. Um, and so that's a good combination. He is not your typical um, dual threat in the sense that, they have you know run plays for him, mm -hmm. uh, but he can get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs, um, as well as stand in the pocket and throw it. You know, and so I, I like Zach Wilson. Uh, so, I mean, the, the crazy thing about all this is we don't know what these guys are going to do. Right, um, right. And it's all projection. Uh, and it's even when I mean I'm just, I'm talking about myself. You know, nobody knew how I was going to adapt to playing in the NBA, right. especially coming off a football field. And so you really don't know how guys are going to develop um, over the course of their career. And it really depends on the organization um, and the coaches. And so how a player develops at a certain position really depends on the system and, you know, how they're being coached over those years. Well, I, I, there was two more that I wanted to bring out, guys, because they were interesting to me. Uh, Jamar Chase, who a lot of people thought coming into the season, the wide receiver LSU, uh, and LSU is known for producing amazing wide receivers, by the way, uh, was is projected in this particular draft higher than the young man we just saw the other night, Devontae 
Smith. In fact, Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle are both projected higher in this draft than Devontae Smith. Do you agree with that assessment? Not at all. I, I mean, I think that kid, he's going to be in the top 10 easily. I really feel that way. Um, I mean, he reminded me a lot of Deshaun Jackson. He's really the speed. Um, you know, he, he's stronger than what he looks, I believe. You know, he, he's got that wiry strength. Yeah. So um, I really think that kid is going to go in the top 10 um, in the draft. I think he's a better route runner than Deshaun was. Deshaun right. right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's hard. It is very hard. Uh, mm-hmm. for me to say Jamar Chase is not the best receiver. Really? Uh, I mean, the man torched Clemson the last, the, the last time we saw him play. That's true. That's he, very true. He did the same thing that Devontae Smith just did to Ohio State in, in, right, a, right. in a lot of ways. I mean, he, he torched Clemson. Yeah. One of the top picks, uh, the Terrell kid. Um, I think it was at Clemson. He torched the guy uh, who went to Atlanta. And so it's hard for me to say that he's better than, um, you know, Devontae is better than Chase. But while coming off of the injury, I would say at this point in time, he is better. Wow. All right. Yeah. You, got issues, you got the issues with any of that? Well, shoot, Devontae got hurt the last game, so I don't know how much that's going to play into effect of this projected um, draft if they're putting that in perspective because I'm not sure how serious the injury was or how long he's going to be out. So a lot of teams may not. I think it was a dislocated finger that's okay. a broke hand in some form or fashion. I, I mean, they didn't say what it was, but I do believe that that's kind of just looking at the injury and how they were able to put the finger back in place. You know, like most times they can wiggle it and put it back, but they weren't able to do this because I think it was a bigger split. And so probably with a little surgery um, and, and, and a couple months of rehab and healing, he'll be just fine. I, I think all he needs to do is just go see the trainer of DK Metcalf, <laughs> and, and, and that's really the only solution he needs for this thing. And, and I heard that Brett Favre was throwing passes, was breaking fingers on a normal any day. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Jamar Chase will be. I mean, paired with Jalen Hurts, that'll be a pretty good matchup. Pretty good. That's not a bad. Know. That's not a bad pair. Yeah. Although Jalen doesn't have the job locked down yet, we'll see what the new coach of the Philadelphia Eagles has to say about it. I that. think they should make that an open competition, man. Just make it open competition. I, I just got I got a feeling that Jalen Hurst will be a backup next year because hey that was part of the deal to get rid of the new coach. Get rid of the old coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Uh the other thing that I want to talk about before we closed out for the night, Joe Lenardi has his first bracket out, his 6018 bracket, and uh some interesting placements in here. Um where's Florida State, man? Uh, <laughs> Florida State right now is a nine seed. Huh? He's got him at a nine seed. Well, we, we got some time to, to work our way down. We got some time. Yeah. I'm um, not sure why Michigan is not Please don't the score. <coughs> say, say that again. Could you, you, could you uh, the final of the FSU uh, North Carolina State 
uh, score on, on the Absolutely. Season. Let me put that up for you, Charlie, because – Michigan, I, I think – where's Michigan? I, I like Michigan's team. Of course, that's one of my, my buddies, Joanne Howard. Uh, yeah, I, I think like they're uh, number two. I think they ranked them the two seeds, but I, I don't know why they would be a one seed. But Right now they're playing two. basketball. Yeah, maybe a two would play in our favor. So maybe a two is where we need to be to be able to, you know, coach through. I don't know. Uh, there's your final score, Charlie. Uh, so Florida State. So just to update you, please don't ever ask us <laughs> anything extra with a test. We say that again, Charlie, so everybody can see it. We'll give you the single screen there. Go ahead. Whatever you do, man, don't ask us to do no separate tests <laughs> after we. Do our protocol like everybody else. We're not gonna cheat you, Charlie. You feeling the way about that? You may need yeah, to go. He's feeling. You might need to go get you a, get you a latte or something at the end of the night here. And just no, relax. Hey. No, no mercy. No, clearly no mercy because they 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 dusting them off really well. <laughs> they were feeling uh, kind of way too. Looks like they were feeling some type of way too. <laughs> so they got my Cardinals at a four seed right now. Come on, man. What's weird? Right? I'm not saying I'm not trying to say anything about the Cardinals, but how they four and we nine, and we six and I two. Mean, we haven't lost a game in ACC yet. That's why the game, the game I saw Louisville play. The game I saw Louisville play was terrible. The Kentucky game we played down in our competition. I'll admit that. I, I, I was gonna fight. <laughs> We played down to our competition. <laughs> I was, was going to watch my Razorbacks when we came came on the on the show today, but it looks like um, not one of their best games today. They're getting beat by twenty to, to LSU. Before then, they were ten and two. So I was going to, and they got Arkansas as a number eight seed, but they they got them moving up. So yeah, they got them in the eight seed spot though. That's good. yeah. I'm more thinking they'll be a four or five seed, but we'll see how they fare out. You know, hey, they just having a bad game today. Well, they, now I would say this from for, for purely sentimental reasons, right. they got my 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 golden lines of Arkansas Pine Bluff as a sixteen. Yeah, that, nothing would give me greater joy than to, to be able to wear my hometown golden lines gear. <laughs> and you notice they got Arkansas Little Rock in there. Oh, they got UALR in there. Yes. Wow, that'd be something too. Yeah. So I'm I'm always interested in one thing I will say about Joe Lenardi. Uh, you know, I don't pay attention as much early. Right. But boy, when it gets closer to the end, he kind of gets it right. Like he he doesn't miss too many. He's he's got a good eye for this kind of stuff. So if he's starting to see people fall into certain places. Uh, you should probably pay attention to him. So, anyway, well, this has been fun. This has been a fun week. Uh, Charlie and I got a chance to mix it up a little bit and, and do something a little different with the shows, and the five got a chance to do something a little different. I think that's cool, man. Um, what are our final thoughts for the evening, gentlemen? Brooklyn is the new Houston Rockets. <laughs> It's the old Rockets. I'm sorry. It's the old Rockets. Rockets. <laughs> Houston, we don't have a problem anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I would say um, 
Get rid of all of the energy vampires. Yes. Ooh, I like that, darling. Like and my favorite for the night is very simple. Kyrie is a box of chocolate. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It. I don't know what we're gonna get. So <laughs> this has been fun. I'm about to borrow that, Charlie. I like that. Get rid of all the energy vampires. And you can have productivity and wins. I like that. All right. Well, guys, have a great weekend. We'll do it all over again next week. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is Believe in ACC slash the five, and we're out of here. <laughs> you have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.